right, everyone, welcome in. This is the ABC podcast, Abbas, Bear, and Cans. Bear and Cans, how y'all doing? You know how it is. Just uh, another day in San Francisco. Um, feeling good. Glad to have you guys on my phone screen again. I'm glad we're doing another ABC. How you doing, Cans? Doing good, doing good, like you said. Another day. I don't know. Sports are getting closer, supposedly. There's just... I don't know. It, it feels like there's there's news, but there's no new news. You know, everything just sounds the same to me. So I don't know. Other than, other than that, I'm doing well though. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's like there's like still stuff going on, but there's nothing like big anymore. Now that like the return plans are all there, now it's just like, is this actually going to happen or what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. At least, like, at least we're not doing, like, sports radio in March and April was all, like, like, top 10 sports movies of all time. At least, like, we're getting, like, a little more, like, in, like, Buster Posey we talked about before we started recording. Like, at least we're, some stuff is trickling out, you know? Like, at least we, like, it feels like we're at least covering sports again. Yeah, that that's true. That's yeah. true. It feels better to, like not have to do i mean before it was just like oh hey last dance huh? last dance it was like that was yeah. like the talk all the all the time but now it's like it's like a little nicer having like actual stuff to talk about um but yeah man we have no idea what's going to happen uh what like we were talking baseball two weeks away literally what 14 days away to see if baseball actually happens basketball is what 20 days away so uh It'll be an interesting, interesting next few weeks. So, yeah, Major League Baseball, like, came out with schedules for each team. But if you're a Chicago Cubs fan, and I want Cans to speak to this a little bit, I don't – I'm not totally sure you'll be able to watch even, you know, the first game for the Cubs. So, like, what's going on there, Cans? Well, what I saw was uh, – and I forget – I forget who said it, but the Cubs play the Brewers. That's supposed to be their opening uh, day game. And it's on ESPN nationally. But if you live in a TV market where uh, Marquee is available, it, it'll be blacked out on ESPN. And if, you know, if you're an Xfinity customer and they don't have a deal with Marquee, you're going to be sitting there listening to uh, Pat and Ron on uh, the score on the radio, which, you know, we're very blessed. Pat Hughes, fantastic play-by-play guy, but, you know, you won't be able to watch the games because Marquee and Xfinity, they're, you know, they're still going back and forth. Supposedly, I heard Crane Kenny say that before, you know, everything shut down that the Cubs and Marquee were getting – or Marquee and Xfinity were getting close to having a deal – but then everything happened, and I don't know if they've been in talks since. I don't know what's happening. But if you have DirecTV and it's on Hulu, uh, I know. But I feel like uh, Xfinity, you know, a lot of people have Xfinity. Uh, but there's no deal for that. So, I mean, just – and honestly, that's why when baseball was – you know, having all these talks before they had an agreement. I honestly, I didn't care. I was like, you know what, I'll punt on the season. Because in the back of my mind, I knew like, hey, even if they do uh, they do come back, I won't be able to watch the Cubs anyway. 
So I was like, ah, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll wait till next year till we get a deal. But hopefully they work something out. Uh, otherwise, those Reddit streams that don't exist, if you're listening, MLB, uh, hopefully those will be coming in clutch. Yeah, and to your point, Cans, um, like it's such a strange situation, but Comcast Xfinity, I think, serves about half of the Chicagoland area as far as cable goes. So, like, if if you don't find a deal between Marquee and uh, Comcast or Xfinity or whatever you want to call it, then, I mean, there's going to be a huge population of Cubs fans who can't watch the games unless they get a smart TV. I think there's a marquee uh, app that you can get on a smart TV, but I'm, I'm not even sure. So like there might be a, like a lot of people doing what you're talking about and going to Reddit and trying to uh, stream games that way. Yeah. And I, I kind of remember when, uh, when the Dodgers got there, I don't know if they got their own network, but something with time Warner cable uh, that happened with them where a lot of their games were blacked out. Uh, and they still might be, I don't know, but like, I just remember hearing about that whole fiasco and now the Cubs, you know, have their own network. So I just hope something gets worked out. Um, I feel like having your own network in the long run is going to pay off, but you know, right now it just kind of stinks, but we'll see, you know, who knows what'll happen. Maybe they'll, you know, at the 11th hour or whatever, they'll reach a deal. And so we can watch. It feels like they're going to have to, but I mean, with everything that's going on, like they might, they, like you said, they might wait till the very last minute. Cause like somebody like, like Buster Posey just pulled out, David Price pulled out. If dominoes start to fall where players are pulling out, the MLB might get a little cold feet. And then like, before you know it, there's like no deal in place and there's not even a baseball season to be watched. Um, but we'll see. I mean, as far as like the roster goes and stuff like that, like I'm pretty hopeful the Cubs have a chance this year. Um, but I mean, as a Cubs fan, I want to be in San Francisco watching games. I don't want to be, you know, struggling to find a stream uh, on Reddit or, you know, like some weird part of the internet that I'm not too familiar with. So um, I just hope, I just hope that like, cause like I think about the older generation, right. I'm the oldest guy on this podcast and um for people who can't get it as simple as like calling their cable company, their provider and being like, Hey, I want marquee. Um, they're going to really struggle to, unless they have someone who can come in and help them to watch the games. And that's, that's a huge issue, huge issue. And then that was, that's what was so good about having it on like WGN and NBC. It's like, you, you're going to have those channels regardless of you just have, even if you have like a smaller plan. So I have no idea how I'm going to watch because I have Comcast and I also live in a household that is not Cubs friendly. I'm like the only real <laughs> Cubs fan in here. So uh, I know there, I know nobody in here is going to be cramming to get marquee. So I have no idea what I'm going to do, but um, like Cam said, I'm sure there are going to be other ways. Uh, I hope if not, then radio it is and, Honestly, man, like, if it comes to that, at least we'll have NBA, so I'll be able to watch something. <laughs> yeah, and with that coming back, I mean, 
baseball, like we talked about this a little bit before on this podcast. So like baseball really could have had seized an opportunity to like have like the only sport going and, you know, they had their back and forth with the players association and uh, the commissioner and the owners. And um, so now they're competing with the NBA, which is, they just reported like guys are getting off the airplane in their hazmat suits and uh, you know, checking in, uh, to the bubble in Orlando. Um, so, I mean, it's just as far like baseball is just in like a sad state, it seems. Um, and if you're a Cubs fan, like specifically, like the fact that you, you're, your watching ability is, uh, like in trouble. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just more discouraging. Oh, absolutely. I think it's going to be, it's going to be rough, uh, this baseball season, but, um, I do have a little bit of optimism in terms of the Cubs on the field. Uh, regardless of this Quintana injury, it's going to be nice to have Alec Mills in the rotation for a bit. Let's see if he can, you know, deplace someone. Maybe he can see, make Quintana, uh, what, um, uh, make him somebody we can move on from in, in the future. Make it so even pretty your, underwhelming for how much they gave up for him. That's your uh, – <laughs> That's your first name on the Cubs roster that yeah, you missed. I got dude, the 40 man right here. And that's I, my uh, silver I, lining, Alec Mills. Alec Mills, the LSU kid. Okay. Um, I can He's going to be the uh, most improved player of the year for the Cubs. I would have I expected a Kyle Schwarber DH, you know, maybe something like that <laughs> come out of your mouth. Maybe a, a U Darvish potential Cy Young season. But, uh, you know, Alec Mills is going to be who we're uh, – or we got our eye on cans. What are you looking forward to as far as uh, Cubs roster? Like who who you got your eye on? I mean, the the thing I that I'm looking forward to about ba- uh, this baseball season is that with the uh, sixty games, I mean, it's just going to be chaos. And I think if you look at the Cubs roster, I mean. Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, even Schwarber, you know, if he goes hot, hits a couple dingers, you know, a couple games or so. Uh, and then you got Lester, Darvish, like you said, Bear, and I remember we were talking about it uh, back when we were in the station, you know, put a put a couple shekels on you, Darvish, for Cy Young. I think he's going to be hot out of the gate. And also Kyle Hendricks, I think he – He's he's overlooked but underlooked at the same time. People know how good he is, but they still kind of forget about him. So, And then, of course, John Lester. So, I mean, three solid starting pitchers. I'm just looking for, for chaos, you know. Get hot, start hot out of the gate. You know, they, they go, I don't know, 10 and 3 to start, something like that, right off a couple wins and – you know, we'll see because the schedule, uh, I believe it was Tim Stebbins, shout out Tim, who tweeted that the uh, the teams in the central alignment have the, the easiest schedule uh, as far as like winning percentage went uh, from last year, I believe. So the schedule is a little favorable. You get Milwaukee and St. Louis uh, at Wrigley for seven games, only have to go there three times. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think they have a great shot, uh, for sure, to make some noise, though. Yeah, and we uh, we talked about it a little bit uh, before we got on here, but 
two names I just wanted to highlight as far as like who I'm keeping my eye on would be Ian Happ, just because he was a really high draft pick and, you know, just super athletic. And I think you really got to be patient with these, uh, with these young um, prospects who are, have a ton of talent. Um, you don't want Ian Happ to get away and really, you know, make a name for himself somewhere else. And then the other guy we talked about a little bit would be Steven Souza Jr., who, you know, he, again, a really good athlete, but also, you know, has had good production in this league, just ran into some injuries. He was good with uh, Tampa Bay. He was good with Arizona a little bit. And, uh, you know, now all you got to do is play Souza against a lefty. You know, he doesn't have to get 600 plate appearances and obviously not with a 60 game season. Um, so Steven, you could really capitalize on uh, platooning Steven Souza. So those, those are who I would keep my eye on. And one more name I just wanted to mention is Jarrell Cotton. Now, if you remember Jarrell Cotton, he was in Oakland. They picked him up off the scrap heap and the guy has a changeup that is absolutely like untouchable when it's on. So he's had some injury issues. I think he had Tommy John at least once, which, you know, it seems like Tommy John has become like a rite of passage um, for some of these starting, these young starting pitchers. But if Jarrell Cotton can find a little bit of form and you get him as like a fourth or fifth starter, but again, it's a 60 game season. Um, so we'll see, but I'd be really keeping my eye on, on uh, Jarrell Cotton. And I mean, you're going to need like your stars to go as, as far as they can, because I mean, who is in the Cubs bullpen? So that's, that's the other thing that I talked to my buddies about. Like, I got to believe that Craig Kimbrell is going to be closer to the Craig Kimbrell we used to know than, uh, you know, the guy he was last year without a spring training and like getting signed in the middle of the year. But I mean, outside of that, like you, you're hoping that like Jeremy Jeffress has a good year. You're hoping that Rowan Wick can keep going, you know, doing what he was doing. And I guess you're hoping that like Ryan Tepera gives you some innings. I mean, I don't know who else is even there. They've got some decent. I, I feel like they've got some decent guys. Not enough like people who have like that. You know the the track record that the last few years have been pitching really well, but like Tapera, he's had some good years. Even last year, he wasn't awful for Toronto. I think he had a bad end of the year, but he, he wasn't terrible. I mean, Jeffress has had some incredible years. Two years ago, he was a, he was a stud before I think last year he had an injury that, that hurt him early on and then never got back to form. So there are a couple guys who can, you know, if they have bounce back years, it's not like you have to stay healthy for a full 180 games, just 60 games, just, get on a hot streak and then you've got some good innings coming from these relief pitchers. But um, I think yeah, still hope that some of these guys can at least turn it on for a short period of time and give them some quality innings. We've got not, not as, not as stacked of a rotation as we've had in years past. Yeah. And the only, the only other guy in the pen that I wanted to mention was Kyle Ryan. He had a really yeah. nice year from the left mm-hmm. side. Um, but you're right. Like, I guess it's not as bad as I, the cupboard isn't as bare as I thought it was, but I mean, it's such a luxury when you have like that 2015, 20 uh, uh, Kansas city Royals team with like Calvin Guerrero, oh, Wade Davis and uh, Greg Holland, just punching people out. Like it's nobody's business, but yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's better than I think Cubs fans think it is, but you're going to need, obviously you're going to need the production. Um, but some of these guys like Rowan Wick's got to carry it over. Kyle Ryan's got to carry it over and Craig Kimbrell's got to get, because Craig Kimbrell was like arguably the best relief pitcher who's ever lived. Like his numbers were astronomical 
and then out of nowhere he falls off a cliff. Um, so we'll see. Like if he can come back, like because he had like a .77 whip at one point in his career, which is just absurd. Um, something like that. I'd have to look it up, but uh, I think he can come back to somewhere where he's you know real consistent from the uh, you know out of the pen. Um, but the Cubs have a have a good shot to like you know, make something out of this strange season that we have coming forward. Yeah, you know, they got a shot. That's all, you know, that's all you can ask for, man. Just give them a shot. They got some guys who've been there, you know, they uh, they were there in 16. So they know how to win, you know. We'll see, we'll see what, uh, how that helps. But I'm – I'm a little optimistic about the Cubs when it comes to will they finish the season. I'm I don't know because I'm hearing you know guys like Buster only saying like he thinks there's a zero percent chance that they end up finishing the season. So I mean yeah. we'll see we'll see what happens. But as as far as the Cubs go, I you know I'm all in. You yeah, got Speaking be. of Kimbrel, point six five four with yeah in twenty twelve. And then 0. .681 in 2017. So some nasty, nasty yeah, numbers. Like, I mean, he's a guy who was like in the Cy Young conversation five times in his career. I mean, right, he, he he's placed in the MVP standings a couple times. So like as a relief pitcher, I mean, that's pretty darn good. He, he was like, if you had a lead in, uh, in it, or if, if the Braves had a lead in Atlanta and he was coming in, it, the game was over, right? Like, so if he doesn't have to have a .7 whip for the Cubs to be competitive and to close out games. He just has to be a solid closer who get you know, who gets the job done. And like, so if he can be flirt, you know, if he can flirt with those numbers, then you're going to be okay. Um, I got one question for you two before we get off the Cubs. Who leads off? Who's your, who's your one hitter? I got mine. And they, like, and I want to hear who you two say. Man, I, I have no idea. I, I liked – I used to love seeing Brian. Rizzo lead off because I thought Rizzo leading off was always hilarious. But I guess it just depends how the how the rest of the lineup looks. And, I mean, so Ryan, I, too, he's another guy who's I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll fun to see them leading off. So I think it's between those two guys. Um, it's I, I, I think the half experiment is over unless somehow he finds a way to get on base more. I don't think you go Nico Horner or Javi. Um, so I think it's between those two, which is so strange that we've gotten there, but I would go Anthony Rizzo. Cause I, I think I like Bryant a little more like hitting second, probably. What if, uh, what if Schwarber gets back in there? Oh, I mean, I, so I love the idea of Kyle Schwarber leading off. If his on base percentage is like, where it needs to be but like dude 38 home runs last year like I'll take that hidden fifth all day you know you get a two run three run homer every now and then now that they've got this DH going now's the time to uh to get Jorge Soler back oh <laughs> my gosh that was okay so at the time they need his the 40 home runs or whatever he hit last year at the time it was a good trade like you got Wade Davis you you wrote him out in the playoffs. Like he, he, all he did was pitch against the nationals. Yeah. Um, and then you lost to, uh, who'd they lose to after the nationals? Dodgers. Um, yeah. the Dodgers. Right. Right. But, uh, 
So Wade Davis was very productive for the Cubs. And then he goes to Colorado and can't get it done. He signed a huge contract and like nice fell off. Like, yeah. And uh, so at the time I was like, okay, Jorge Soler, ship him off. We'll, we'll take the arm. Right. But now you see what Jorge Soler did in that ballpark. And it's like, could you imagine if he was our left fielder? Like, or like, you know, with Schwarber, like DH and, you know, oh my gosh, like we would, our lineup and then Jimenez, you know, like think about how powerful oh. our lineup, think about how powerful the lineup could have been. <laughs> it's I, sad, I, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's exactly that. It's sad. It's, it's just so sad to think what could have been. You could have had Rizzo, Bryant, <sighs> Javi, Jimenez, Soler, Schwarber. And, like, your defense would have been – like, if you had Soler and Jimenez playing corner outfielder, like, that would have been a nightmare. But it doesn't matter because you would have just, mm-hmm. you know, banged the ball around the yard enough that, like, you would have scored enough. But, I mean, the Cubs, uh, the Cubs have a shot. The Cubs have a shot with the roster that they have. So, let's, let's focus on that, right, Gans? I mean, yeah. You, you're sending me to some dark places with uh, thinking about what could have been, but – I agree that they got a shot, you know. It's every, still disgusting I, how much yeah. they've given up in trades compared to, like, what the Astros gave up for, for some of these guys. But anyways, yeah, but Kans, like, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I was just saying, you know, I mean, again, this is going to be crazy because 60 games, I mean, you know, who who knows who's, who's going to be in the playoffs? You know, you could have, like, a, a Pirates – Yankees World Series, something just something crazy. Well, yeah, with uh, with with Glaber Torres in uh, New York, um, but no, no, but that that trade you had to make, you got yeah. Chapman, like that's fine. But like, Dude, it you want it all, you don't look back. Right, I agree with you. I agree with you, Abbas. I was just trying to, I'm trying to torment Cans at this point. Um, <laughs> well, but, the, uh, the the thing about that one is like, you you had to get him, and they probably don't win it without him. No. So, so you, you know, you give up Torres for Chapman, and he just goes right back as a free agent in the off season. That's the part yeah. that gets me. But yeah, you know, you, you had to make that trade for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, like, um, I could see any team with a really good rotation doing it. So like, dude, even if like even like Cincinnati kind of scares me right now, because they've got such That's a nice name. rotation going, that it's like, dude, if you're playing them in a three game series and you have to pitch against, you have to you have to you have to hit against Bauer Castillo, like you don't want to do that, especially against Castillo, because like, that guy's a that guy's a stud. You didn't uh, even, even mention Bauer when he has his stuff going. You didn't even mention my favorite pitcher on their team, Sonny Gray. The guy, like, spin rate. Like, dude, the guy was – I think he won a Cy Young in Oakland, um, if, if not was, in, like, the top, top three of the voting. Like, and I know that's a big ballpark. Um, but, like, Sonny Gray has stuff that, like, from the right side, like, his breaking stuff is as good as it gets. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Like, with Castillo and Bauer, like, and then they, like, I don't know what they're going to do with Michael Lorenzen. Is he going to play the outfield? Is he going to pitch? You know, like, but uh, um, they have a lot of talent in Cincinnati. Um, they're pretty scary. And, like, if this kid um, comes up, this prospect that they have, what's his name, Mick, uh, I can't remember, but, like, the kid's really talented. And they, they expect him to be, you know, their 
you know, Chris Bryant or, you know, like, like one of their big time prospects who pans out, he's really high draft pick. Um, but I, I, I'm terrified of the Reds really. Like I really am. Denzel. Yeah. Nick Senzel. Nick Senzel is a, like, he's a really, really talented player. They had that other guy come up last year, uh, towards the end of the year who ended up being really good oh, too. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Aris, Aristetti's uh, Aquino? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he – with the weird batting stance, yeah. He's uh, yeah. He's got a lot of pop, and he got – like, he got stupid hot um, at that time. But I I think he's a strong power bat, but I, I wouldn't be – you know, he's not flirting with an MVP mm-hmm. anytime soon. Okay. I don't think okay. so. But mm-hmm. but he's, he's talented for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got a really good – they've got a great roster. <laughs> Um, and and then, it's kind and of scary too because the NL Central is is getting really good again, right? And then St. Louis, like like Can said Pittsburgh, like which is funny because Pittsburgh's payroll is like ten million <laughs> ten million dollars. Um, but yeah, St. Louis is scary. Uh, the Reds are scary. The Cubs have you know their roster, and um, and then yeah, like like I, like I I could see basically any of the four teams, including Milwaukee, win the Central. So who knows? Yeah, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be tough. I, I just don't want the Cubs to like come out and end up like below five hundred because then that's when you know that's when you know it's it's over. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I feel like this front office is gonna start tearing everything down. Well, I mean, okay, so like as far as like contracts go and that stuff, like they could give extensions to some of these guys at the right price, but like, I mean. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen with Bryant, at least. And then they already came out and they said nothing about – like, they're not giving one to Rizzo almost. So, like, is, is it Javi and Schwarber who we're keeping? Like, who are we paying, right? Because we're going to have to pay somebody. We have the money. Um, so, it'll, when you look at this team in 20, you know, 23, 2024, it'll be really interesting to see what the roster makeup is. Like, like who's still here, right? Um, cause especially with Theo Epstein probably taking off soon. Um, so we'll see, but I mean, the Cubs, the Cubs still have a slight window open, right? Like, so they can mm-hmm. still pull another one out if they, uh, if things fall right. Absolutely. For sure. It's not closed, but it's starting to slide. The, the window is starting to slide down a bit gradually. Yeah. Inch, yeah. Inch unfortunately. Inch. Yeah, it's it's getting to that time, especially like like you said, when all these all these guys end up becoming free agents. I don't know what the heck's gonna happen with this team. But anyways, uh, we, we've gotten we're almost like thirty minutes in here, so we're gonna step aside for a second and we come back. Two thousands trivia, all NBA, two thousand two thousand ten, and uh, oh, it's gonna be gosh. a good. It's gonna be a fun ride. Let's see if Cans can. Keep up that momentum. What last week, Cans won five to two. So let's see if Cans can repeat here and, and get his momentum back. But, anyways, we'll be right back. ABC Podcast. Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Live from downtown Chicago, you're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Listen to the ABC podcast. 
It's trivia time. Cans versus Bear for the third week in a row. I mean, I'm interested to, you know, how how obscure of these names are we going to get because I, I really didn't start following the NBA until like 2008-ish. And I mean, I was eight years old. And so, you know, how close could you follow it? So this will be interesting, though. This is uh, this is oh. kind of set up for me to win. So I really, yeah, I really think... should win this. <laughs> this is right. Chance, I think this I overestimated you. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll have a good sense once I hear the first probably two questions. I'll know. I'll know if I'm in trouble or not. Right, Cans, uh, you won last week. Odds or evens? Even. All right. Your choice, Cans. I will I will defer and go second. Smart move. Smart move. That's what I expected. All right, Bear. Let's get this started. Trivia two thousands. This former blue devil and former bull was gracefully nicknamed old old school Chevy. At six foot eight, this undersized big man went on to average more than twenty points per game six times over the course of his sixteen year career. He's one of the first players to ever leave Coach K without completing a full four years. That's the whole question? Yeah. Okay. Um, Elton Brand. That's correct. I need to get like a button or something. <laughs> I When we were at the station, I used to use the, like when someone got it right, I would hit like the clapping. And then when someone got it wrong, I'd hit the laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was great man i missed that building i know man really missed that building all right one zero bear with the lead let's move on to the second question cans this three-time all-star had the roots of a strong career before injuries took their toll the former terrapin started the all-star game twice the second time alongside teammate yao ming he ended his career playing for the Beijing Ducks. Hmm. All right. So some clues. Maryland played on the yeah. Rockets. Ooh, uh, is I'm gonna say Steve Francis. That's correct. Nice cans. Nice. Right. Oh, rookie Good of the pull. year with the, fran- the answer to the first question. The franchise, baby. Steve Francis could jump. He could <laughs> jump very high. Was, yeah, was, I was he on say um, his nickname too? Because one of the franchise, and there was another one that's literally just his name. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not doing this. This is dumb as hell. They're going to know it from the start. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, moving on to Bear. Question number three, the Vanilla Gorilla, as some would call him, he was drafted ninth overall in the 2000 NBA drafts, a native of Monticello, Minnesota. He attended the University of Minnesota where he played for two years before being drafted by the Rockets and then traded to Milwaukee on draft night. He played eight years for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Joel Prisbilla. Yes, sir. 
You're too easy, man. What? Too easy? I, I had that after the nickname. I mean, come on. Joel Prisbilla, the Vanilla Gorilla. The Vanilla Gorilla. Oh, wow. I didn't think that one would get you'd get that one so easily. He's such a scrub. He averaged like three points for his career. Don't talk smack about that, man. He's a role player, okay? <laughs> I love Joel Prisbilla. All right, here we go. Probably the easiest one. Cans. Name this former Argentinian forward. He is nicknamed the Wild Bull of the Pampas. He once had a drink thrown on him in a game against the Miami Heat. Ooh. Oh, man. Would you please repeat the question? Sure. Name this former Argentinian forward. He is nicknamed the Wild Bull of the Pampas. He once had a drink thrown on him in a game against the Miami Heat. I can only think of two players that I think are from Argentina. A forward, though, is it? I th- oh. Is it Andres Nocioni? Yes, sir. All right. Bear, you knew that? Yeah, I knew that. Okay. All right. I was at the on. game. I was at a game when they chanted <laughs> Nocioni. It was so awesome. Like I think they were playing the Wizards. It was sweet. I thought you were gonna say you were at the game where he got the drink thrown. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is perfect. This is perfect. All right. Uh, Back to bear. All four questions correct so far. I'm I'm not I'm not very happy about this. Hopefully it gets harder. Um, this former Grizzly played in the NBA for 14 years before retiring in 2008. In '96, he was named Pac-10 Player of the Year when he played for UC Berkeley. He is now the president of the G League and was also a one-time Blazer. This one should be a bit tougher. I hope. All right, uh, Jason Kidd. No. <sighs> Kidd was a Grizzly? No, he probably wasn't, but he went to Cal. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. He might have played with this guy. I don't know. Is it uh, – I can't think of the guy's name. Who? That's the only guess I have. It was like, oh. oh, I can't think of my guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Five I seconds. I, um, Derek Rose. Right. <laughs> Sharif Abdul Rahim. Oh, no! good one. Good one. Good one. Did you know that case? That was who I was trying to think of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah. 
Damn. Oh man, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, Cans. This uh, Cans, it's your turn, right? Yeah, it's his. Yeah. Yeah. All right, four to four or two to two. Sorry, tied up. All right, this guard played till he was forty and is a one-time six man of the year. He's a one-time champion and is currently an assistant coach for the Arizona Wildcats. He was also involved in one of the most disrespectful dunks of all time. Air, did you say Arizona? Yeah. Arizona. Assistant coach. Oh, oh, he's, oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Can I get a repeat, please? I'm all, I'm all over the place. <laughs> okay, this guard played till he was 40 and is a one-time six-man of the year. He's a one-time champion and is currently an assistant coach for the Arizona Wildcats. He was also involved in one of the most disrespectful dunks of all time. Man, uh, is it Mike Bibby? No. Bear? I think I'm going to get it wrong, too, but Richard Jefferson? No. Jason Terry. Oh. When oh, when LeBron jet. ended his career. Right, the Jet. The Jet. Oh. The jet. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the Jet, but that, that's also a giveaway. I didn't know he was uh, coaching in Arizona. That's cool. He filled, yeah, it. He I, filled it up. Wikipedia tells me everything. <laughs> right, right. All right. Uh, all right. Question, question seven. Question seven. Two to two tied up. Let's see. This, there's a couple. These ones, let's see. Hopefully, y'all get these ones. All right. This former Demon Deacon played four years in college before becoming the, fir- becoming the first. I'll start over. This former Demon Deacon played four years in college, becoming the first member of his family to graduate college. He was drafted with the 30th pick of the 2003 NBA draft by the Mavericks and went on to play for four NBA franchises. A one-time All-Star, he was known for his great defense. Huh. Drafted by the Mavericks, one-time All-Star. One-time All-Star. Jarrett Jack. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is a good guess though. I was gonna, I was Jared gonna put Jarrett Jack in these in this trivia. He did he go to Georgia Tech though? Oh, you're right. I can't remember. I never. No, know. he did. He did. Right. He went to Georgia Tech. Right church, wrong pew, bear. I'm pretty sure this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm pretty sure this guy was on one of those like team easy, NBA easy, teams easy, in, in, in easy. NBA 2K11. Sorry, stop, no stop, Who's gonna stop. know that? Canswood. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's true. Never mind. I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, is it Josh Howard? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's Josh Howard. Oh, that's yes. a great one. Oh. <laughs> there we go. 
Uh, I, I knew I knew that one. There we go. I need you to miss. What was the? What gave that one? Uh, probably just Mavericks and Wake Forest. Yeah, Mavericks. I don't. Okay. Yeah. He just. I was. I wasn't gonna put. It wasn't. I wasn't gonna put Mavericks in there originally. Uh, I'm happy I did. (laughs) Uh, but here we go. Cans three two lead. Uh, and this one goes back to you. So number eight, this former Michigan State star played for 14 years in the NBA. He once bounced a ball off Carlos Boozer's forehead and hit a three before the shot clock ran out. He's also a two-time dunk champion winner or dunk contest winner. Mm. Bear knows it. Bear knows it. Bear knows it. Oh, man. I think I know it. Michigan State? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um... Raymar Morgan. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> a former Michigan State player. Was he? I don't even know him. Actually, I think I'm I've pretty heard good. of him now. Yeah. I think I, I got it, but I'm not sure. I hope this is right. Jason Richardson. That's correct. All right. Thank correct. God. Thank Tied God. Tied up 3-3. Three, three. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, that's – Let's oh. – Let's avoid the tie here, right? He was on the that Warriors when they were bad. He was on the Warriors yeah. when they were bad. And that, that's won. when he won the dunk contest when he was with yeah, the Warriors. Yeah, ba- the baseline backwards through the legs. That oh, was that, awesome. That's him? Yeah, yeah dude, man. he could fly. Oh, he could jump. He could man. jump. He could jump. I remember when he was with Phoenix, too. They had played uh, the Bulls. It was the game Derrick Rose ended Goran Dragic's career. Oh, that game, awesome. dude. Richardson played well that game too. I think Rose kept getting matched up against him for some silly reason. Jason Richardson's a pro. He's a professional. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he could score in this league. Never an All Star, but played for like fifteen years or something. Really, that's interesting. Fourteen years, I should say. I, mean, I just wrote the yeah, darn. Surprised he wasn't an All Star. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm up. Cans, you're up, right? No, I'm up. No, bear bears up. up. Oh yeah, number nine. Okay. Three right, to three. This former this former, yeah, three to three. Question nine. This former Duke star and top three overall pick ended up playing for six different teams, never reaching his full potential. The sharpshooter struggled to shoot the ball early in his career before settling in and becoming a forty point forty percent three point shooter during the back half of his career. Nicknamed the natural. This player can't comes from a very star-studded family. Um, Grant Hill? No. What? No. <laughs> I'd say Grant Hill reached his potential. Yeah, he was awesome. That's the only reason I was confused. But his dad played in the NFL. That's why I yeah. thought I was too quick to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Mike Dunleavy? Oh, oh my god! I can. Oh my god! There Give we go. He's gonna beat me. Good catch. 
four to three, Cans with the lead. This is a, a highly contested one. All right, here we go, Cans. If you get it right, you avoid a so, tie. Oh. Unless I get it wrong, so too. Yeah, wait. So if I if I get this one right, you win. I win. But if I yeah. miss it, Bear can tie. Oh boy. And then we tie because I don't know if he has another question, but <laughs> we go. This to is overtime. all I have. I don't have another one. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be the first tie. All right. Let's see. Oh man. All right. This Chicago native and three-time All-Star is nicknamed Employee Number Eight. He went to college at Kentucky before, after attending high school in Chicago with Donovan McNabb. Late in his career, the guard won a championship alongside a group of dinosaurs before retiring in 2008. One more time, please. <laughs> this Chicago native and three-time All-Star is nicknamed Employee Number 8. He went to college in Kentucky, in, at Kentucky after attending high school in Chicago with Donovan McNabb. Late in his career, the guard won a championship alongside a group of dinosaurs before retiring in 2008. I think I got it. Employee number eight. Went to Mount the, Carmel. What the darn good nickname. Dinosaurs? <laughs> but he retired in 2008, which is right when I started keeping up. <laughs> so this will be, ooh, man. Do you have it? Do you have it, Cans? Uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm crunching the numbers. This is a good one. Man, ah, oh. Kentucky. Come on. I, Keith Bogans. <laughs> he went Keith to Kentucky. <laughs> He's not a Chicago guy, though. I don't think no. Keith Bogans is a Chicago guy. Bear. He's either Kansas or Kentucky, though. Uh, that would be Twani Antoine Walker. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who? Ooh. Anton Walker? You don't know Anton Walker? I'm, uh he won I'm in uh with with, with uh <laughs> in, in Miami with uh with Morning, Shaq, all those old dudes. And Wade. And Wade, God. yeah. Dinosaurs yeah. and Wade. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. And Jason Williams. Jason Williams. <laughs> Jason Williams too, yeah, another dinosaur. So, what do we do? Should I should I should I make a question no. here or do we just stick with a tie? I think it's the tie. I think we go down with a tie. I <laughs> uh, no, I agree. I agree. 1-1-1 one, 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 the series right now. I love it. I love that so much. And, uh, yo, we're just going to we'll just keep going till somebody has like a two uh, or like a two win lead or three win lead. Win by two, let's do it that way. Win by yep. two. <laughs> Until one of you has like a two win two game win streak, we're we're just gonna keep going. I'm uh, down. That that I I knew more than I thought I would. That Grizzlies player who I I still can't even remember his name right now. That that's gonna kill me. And also I I should have known Jason Richardson. I'm kicking myself I didn't get Mike Dunleavy because then I would have won. 
but mm-hmm. yeah, I was too quick to answer. Anyway. Grant Hill went to, did he go to Duke? Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. He okay. threw the pass to Layton. I know, I know I'm almost 30, but you got to know that. Come on. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I know DePaul. That's, that's where my knowledge ends, sadly. Yeah, let's let's not start on a DePaul men's basketball rant because uh, and the show, everyone, end the show, yeah, and the show because everyone is excited that they're going to pick up Duncan Powell, the kid out of Texas, and he is he is not very good at basketball. So anyway, just moving on. Just let's not talk about DePaul basketball. I'm 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 going to go cry myself to sleep. Uh, All right, uh, but I do have one question. If it's a tie, who gets the who gets the FaceTime? Who gets to talk uh, right now? Give us half you and do. half. Or yeah, you do. How about oh, you? Oh, actually, Abbas? I do. Abbas. Okay, all right. Um, uh, let me see. What do I want to talk about? I saw a tweet the other day, uh, last night, I should say, where uh, 2030 and everything is made out of cake. Yeah, here it is. Uh, at Andrew... N-A-D-E-A-U, whatever, I don't know. Uh, the year is 2030. Bakery art is so realistic, literally anything could be cake. The uncertainty has gripped the world in fear. I go to hug my wife for comfort. She is cake. So that, that's all I want to highlight today. That, that tweet, uh, absolutely insane tweet. Uh, what, three, almost 300K likes. Great tweet. Very high quality. It's, that's what Twitter was made for, right? Like, yeah, that's exactly what we need in a time like this. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Abbas. And it fits perfectly because there was like a tasty video the other day with a bunch of like, like toilet paper shaped cake. Looked like real toilet paper. All this like is disgusting. Most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It's too but, much. Yeah. It's too much. 2030, everything's going to be cake. That's all I have to say. Can't wait for 2030. Looking forward to it. All right. This has been the ABC Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And stay tuned next week. Hopefully, I have another good uh, trivia theme.